Good morning and welcome to Morning Walk with me, John Brandt. It is a Tuesday. You can probably hear in the background my new neighborhood is a bit of a construction zone at the moment. There is a bobcat uh, digger that somebody is using to pry roots out of a tree uh, and tear up the sidewalk in sections. I'm not quite sure what the point of that really is, but they're making lots of racket and humorously enough the gentleman driving the bobcat is wearing a suit. He has on a light blue button-down shirt and a dark blue blazer while driving a construction vehicle. So I don't know if that's a... Well, here may be the rest of the crew. So I just turned a corner and now I see there's another larger truck. It's got a few workers. These guys look legit. They're in their flannels and hard hats and that sort of thing where there are similar trees that have been dug up in similar ways. Uh, so, yeah, I can't really tell what they're up to other than making a bunch of noise and maybe just keeping themselves busy. Maybe this is what happens on day 20-whatever of a coronavirus lockdown as the construction workers go crazy and they just start randomly tearing things up and replacing them. Uh, outside of that... Uh, it is a nice morning temperature in the low 60s Fahrenheit, uh, mostly blue sky with some fluffy clouds. I hear more, that sounds like a saw going on at somebody's house. There's another garage. This neighborhood is very different than the one we just moved from. The one we just moved from, I think, was probably half rental units and so you didn't see much in the way of um, construction or home improvement going on because it wasn't their homes same for us we were renting from a landlord oh I see here's the here's the guy with the cement saw Okay, now we have a full picture. So, there is a gentleman, a worker with a cement saw, who is sawing up a portion of the sidewalk, basically the portion uh, next to almost every tree. So, it appears that what they are doing is trying to level out or otherwise fix the sidewalk where the tree roots have started to break up the sidewalk because the tree roots are growing into and underneath that section. So there's one guy out ahead of the rest Oh, there's that. There's the complete picture. So there's one guy out in front who has a paint can 
spray paint can who is marking the sections that need to be replaced. There's another guy trailing him with a cement saw who is uh, kind of sawing those sections into, I guess, more manageable parts. The third guy must be <laughs> the guy uh, in the suit with the small Bobcat construction vehicle who appears to then be coming along, picking up the cement chunks that the guy with the saw has created, moving them out of the way, and then using the Bobcat to uh, break up the tree roots underneath. And then the fourth squad are guys who are taking the actual cement chunks themselves, tossing them onto the back of their truck to be removed, uh, using shovels to remove the remaining bits of tree root, and then are flattening out the remaining dirt underneath and leveling it out apparently with some filler dirt. It looks like the next step, and maybe I'll run into them as I walk. Maybe it happens another day, but I would imagine the final step being uh, replacement cement as someone comes and fills in uh, the actual sidewalk uh, so that the new sidewalk now flattened um, you know has something to kind of go into uh, these ladies and gentlemen are my homeowners association dollars at work i imagine this is what the hoa is doing today while all of us are inside and very few people are out walking around they have decided that they need to fix the sidewalks uh, not that the sidewalks were unwalkable before but simply that now i guess they are going to be more level and more uh i don't know better <laughs> improvements uh, so that actually gets to me thinking, I didn't know this was happening outside, but it works along nicely with what my kind of general concept uh, for the day has been, which is um, something I heard said by Simon Sinek. Simon being a author, sometimes philosopher, uh, general kind of guru of leadership and communication and just overall um, mental, you know, kind of process. Um, and there was a video of Simon Sinek on uh, LinkedIn where he was talking to some clients on a Zoom call. And, oh yeah, there's Wet Cement. Uh, his Zoom call... Uh, kind of conversation essentially went like this. This is not uh, unprecedented unprecedented times. Uh, this, there have been uh, layoffs before. There have been market disruptions before, right? There used to be a company called Blockbuster who rented VHS tapes. They were put out of business by Netflix and digital streaming of entertainment media, and they... Uh, you know, had to lay off a bunch of workers and, you know, their entire model collapsed and 
Uh, I, I have personal experience. I've talked before about I used to work with a company called GameStop going through something similar even before the coronavirus impact. They were struggling because uh, the media of video games, the games themselves, uh, used to be exclusively sold on discs that you had to go purchase at a store. Then you could purchase them online and have the disc shipped to you, and now you can stream the content. And so their business model is severely disrupted, and they are um, probably not going to make it much longer before they're going to be out of business. The message from Simon Sinek was there's always been disruption. There's always been... Um, you know, kind of business catastrophes. There's all, there's been wars. There's been all sorts of things, SARS and smallpox, and you know, all sorts of world events that have required a uh, drastic shift to happen. And there's essentially kind of a choice that you have to make in terms of your mindset and the choice is between and these are my words not simon's the choice is between do you take a victim's mentality and say oh i wish this never happened oh why is this happening to me oh maybe if i can just hold in hold on long enough you know it will pass and things will get back to quote-unquote normal that's one mentality that you can choose to take another mentality likely a more successful mentality based on you know what we've seen in the past is to say this is the new normal right I think my my boss at work held a meeting for our team um, yesterday just to you know kind of our first uh, meeting post uh, layoffs and kind of restructuring to meet the new reality and one of his messages was this is now permanent this is not a matter of us holding our breath until it passes this is not a matter of us coming up with a temporary solution we need to rethink how we work and I think that falls in line nicely with um, Simon Sinek's message of you can either hope that it is a passing experience and have a victim's mentality where your goal is to return to the way things used to be that's you know one way to approach it that is typically a passive way to approach it you are uh, accepting that the world is doing things to you and by implication that you have relatively little ability to make an impact back on what is being done to you. Um, or instead of a victim's mentality, uh, you can take a more evolutionary mentality. Once again, my words, not Simon's. You can take a more evolutionary mentality to say, okay, this may be the new normal, right? This may be just what 
things are going to be like uh, as we go forward. And thus we need to reevaluate what we're doing and be adaptable and admit to ourselves that what we used to know and recognize as normal uh, just isn't the case anymore. It's not ever going to return to exactly the way it was. It's kind of a fool's errand to start with. Almost nothing ever returns back to the way it was, even you know in a fairly short amount of time, because the world is constantly changing, we're constantly changing. But rather than the goal being to hope for a return to the former status quo, uh, the successful mentality, successful goal is really more to say this is the conditions that we now face. How can we best adapt? How can we um, make adjustments in the way that we are conducting business, communicating, uh, working as a society, working as governments. You know, let's not bury our head, head in the sand and just pretend that this is passing. Let's presume that it is not passing and go ahead and lean into it and make appropriate adjustments to be successful in what is now our reality, regardless of what uh, it used to be, you know, that's gone. Let's accept that that is gone and let's move on. Um, you know, let's adapt, evolve uh, into this new area. One of the questions my boss posed to me, um, which frankly, given everything that's going on, uh, is a very uh, intense question is, he said, you know, I want you to take a look at what you are doing, what your teams are doing. And I want you to think about now that you have an opportunity to essentially restart. As an example, my solutions engineering group as you have an, as an opportunity to really reframe what that function does, what that function can do. Uh, or should be doing for the business to add value, you know, start thinking about that. Start talking to your internal partners. Start comparing with external peers, you know. Essentially reimagine the future, right? We had a team that was highly functional and becoming uh, impactful and had a lot of momentum under... What was our reality just a few weeks ago? That reality is now gone. And so rather than try and recapture as much of that as possible, the challenge that he has presented to me, which I think is the right one, is what's the challenge? What is the new function? What is the new, you know, kind of drive from this group what does the business need now that it is a smaller business um, now that our market has been shaken up so much you know how can we bring value 
And maybe it is the way that we brought value before. Maybe we end up not making much of a change. Maybe it is still being assistive to sales efforts and, you know, focusing on um, answering questions about the product and those sorts of things. Or maybe it's not. Maybe we have an opportunity to take a more proactive stance and uh, drive the conversation towards our product team to feed back to them what we're hearing in sales conversations, what, what features and functions seem to be uh, most exciting, easiest to sell, uh, most value add to customers, you know, and just give them a different perspective than what they already get from marketing research and from you know, watching the overall sales volume. I think the, yeah, and that's just one of many, many, many possible opportunities. Um, but the challenge very simply is reimagine the opportunities. Reframe the entire thing because that's the reality. We, the world has been reframed for us. We don't have the, um, the same ground rules that we had before. And so to rebuild a team or a function or an organization based on rules that no longer apply uh, is asking to uh, limit yourself or even worse to potentially uh, set yourself up for failure because you're not acknowledging uh, the context of the current reality. I also find myself thinking frequently and have posted many, many times uh, on LinkedIn and messaged colleagues of mine, both current and past, as individuals who are back in the marketplace, who now are out of a job and now looking for uh, either a new job or a new career path or, you know, just adapting themselves, you know, I think the same advice becomes especially pertinent for them. I think, you know, if you accept the old reality of, you know, I write up my resume, I go to job boards, I post it on job boards, I try and connect, I try and get my resume in front of people. Um, that, frankly, was a bit of a struggle um, already, just because it's so easy now, it's so simple to, with online job boards and those sorts of things, uh, to, you know, get your resume out there very quickly. Um, but when you are applying for positions that are in different parts of the country or even the world, right, it's very difficult to get yourself face-to-face uh, -face with a hiring manager or with an influential manager. And so I think the, that reality was already shifting. I don't know that it had seen a cataclysmic change, um, although many recruiting departments are using increasingly sophisticated tools and assessments to essentially screen those resumes and those applicants before a human being ever has a chance to um, uh, 
talk with them face to face or get to know them face to face. And so one of the ideas that I've been pondering uh, is if you are in the marketplace for a job and you're trying to get hired, you know, how can you stand out from the crowd when now the crowd is so big? In the U.S. in the last couple of weeks, 10 million people filed for unemployment. That's a massive number of people out there looking for jobs all of a sudden. Um, granted, you know, how many people there are with any particular skill set is still a very different conversation. But the, um, the reality is there's simply going to be an overwhelming number of resumes to be processed as an overwhelming number of resumes for people to look at and for people to um, screen and to set up interview calls and those sorts of things. And that's in normal times. We're not in normal times. So there's an overwhelming amount of resumes, but there also is a significant reduction in the number of companies who are currently hiring. Now. If I'm a smart company, I would think that I'm going to do my best to keep some recruiting efforts going so that when we do eventually, you know, work our way out of this and into the new state, um, that I'll have kind of a short list of candidates that I've already screened and I'm kind of ready to pull the trigger on quickly because there's going to be a lot of companies who aren't even taking that measure right now. They've completely stopped all of their efforts. And so by screening and kind of preparing a list of favorites, uh, companies can be better positioned when the market does start to open back up uh, to grab top talent quickly. Um, but if you're that talent who's trying to get grabbed, you gotta approach it differently. You gotta think about how do I get my personality on video? You gotta think about how do I, um, you know, record my voice for people to hear who I am, what I care about, what I sound like, my personality, all these things that normally you'd only be able to get across if you make it to at least a screening interview. Um, you know, now's the time to try and get ahead of that and try and think, how do I make that impression as early and as often as I possibly can in order to increase my odds of sticking out, right? It's not necessarily going to be a slam dunk that doing those things means that you have a higher likelihood of actually getting the position, but a significant challenge to getting any position um, before, and certainly now, uh, is simply sticking out from the rest of the applicants and making sure that you leave something memorable, whether it be um, an unusually effective resume or it be a link to a short video about yourself or maybe even yourself and your family or it be, you know, um, evidence of projects that you've done in the past or success you've had in the past that you can, you know, provide uh, preview of all those things are going to be really important uh, for the best jobs and frankly increasingly important for any job uh, but the overall message that Simon Seneca and 
that my boss had and that I have for you is if you are proverbially holding your breath and waiting and hoping for a return to the world that we knew just a couple of months ago, um, it may turn out okay for you. It may. Maybe we get back to that. Maybe that's where all this ends. Um, but the likelihood is not great. It is much more likely that those who adapt, those who consider this the new normal, and those who modify their behavior accordingly are the ones who are going to end up in a better place than we started and certainly be at the forefront of uh, the new reality that we're going to face. So with that in mind, uh, while you're thinking about it, do your best. Stay happy, stay healthy, and by all means, let's all evolve uh, so that we have a better chance to uh, stay profitable. Thanks.